0: Welcome to the Dear Beloved podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jean, founder of the Beloved Collective, and together we will dive deep into relationships, femininity, and the stages leading up to marriage from a Catholic perspective. Here you'll find real conversations rooted in the truth, dispelling the lies found in our culture, and learn practical ways that we can keep Christ at the center of our lives and relationships. Dear Beloved, welcome back. I'm really excited about today's episode because we're going to dive into the first study uh, type of episodes. So what I want to do with these types of episodes is, you know, take a book or um, a writing of somebody or a quote even um, and spend some time studying that together where we can dive into it and um, pick out all the intricacies and what it means for us in our time. Um, And so I hope that that is fruitful for you as well as it is for me. So um, let's dive in and discuss them together. First up on this agenda is John Paul II's letter to women. Now, this letter is often quoted and referred to as an important work of John Paul II, but also um, for the church's approach to women and women's issues. So let's dive into this letter together. This letter was written in June of 1995, and was addressed to women throughout the world. Right, it's the first letter of any pope to be addressed specifically to women, and it's super unique in that way. Um, and the occasion for the letter, JP two states as it, it he writes this letter on the eve of the United Nations organizations fourth world um, conference on women that was to be held in September of that year. Um, And so this letter comes after a document that he already sent to the secretary general of the conference, stating some basic points of the church's teaching regarding women's issues. So this letter he also wanted to address to women specifically um, and talk about some of the themes that he does talk about in that letter, in that document that he sent to um, the conference already. So He now shifts his focus and speaks directly to every woman. So on the topic of essential issues of the dignity and rights of women as seen in the light and the word of God. That's what he says as his goal for this letter, right? Um, And he begins his discussion with a word of thanks. Now this often quoted part of the letter goes through each category of women And thanks them for their role and the work that they do. So some of these may sound familiar, but he says, thank you, women who are mothers. Thank you, women who are wives. Thank you, women who are daughters and women who are sisters. Thank you, women who work. Thank you, consecrated women. And finally, he says, thank you, every woman for the simple fact of being a woman. Now, if that isn't hitting the nail on the head for our culture today, I don't know what is. Um, so after these deep and concrete thank yous, he goes on to say that he recognizes that saying thank you for their role in this world has is not enough, right? And I quote here, he says, women's dignity has often been unacknowledged and their prerogatives misrepresented they have often been relegated to the margins of society and even reduced to servitude. This has prevented women from truly being themselves and has resulted in the spiritual impoverishment of humanity. And he goes on to say that the church herself is not entirely faultless in this um, and apologizes on behalf of the church and calls for a renewed commitment of fidelity to the gospel vision. And in order to do that, he takes Christ and puts Christ at the center of what this example is going to look like. So he takes Christ in the gospel as as the example moving forward. So before he can go into what that looks like, he wants to examine the past. And he says he wants to examine it with courage, right? Because this long history of humanity has A lot going on. So um, he wants to examine the past in order to assign responsibility where it's due, whether that be, you know, responsibility for the things that went badly or giving the responsibility to the correct people who maybe did not receive it in the past. Um, And so he goes on to say, women have contributed to that history as much as men. And more often than not, they did so in more difficult conditions. I think particularly of those women who loved culture and art and devoted their lives to them in spite of the fact that they were frequently at a disadvantage from the start, excluded from equal education opportunities, underestimated, ignored, and not even given credit for their intellectual contributions. To this great immense feminine tradition, humanity owes a debt which can never be repaid. Yet how many women have been and continue to be valued more for their physical appearance than for their skill, their professionalism, their intellectual abilities, their deep sensitivity, in a word, the very dignity of their being. Wow, that, I mean, he just summed it up all right there. Um, So often, so often, not only were women not recognized or are not recognized for their accomplishments, but more so they are recognized for not their accomplishments, right? For other things such as their physical appearance or um, whatever it may be. And in this way, it kind of misses the mark of upholding and honoring their dignity as women. So what's important here, and he says this uh, coming up next um, in his letter, he says what's important is that to note that this isn't just a historical problem, right? Yes, those things happen, but it, it, they're still happening, right? There are still ways that where women are being treated shy of this dignity that they deserve. So he says we need only think of how the gift of motherhood is often penalized rather than rewarded, even though humanity owes its very survival to this gift. Certainly, much remains to be done to prevent discrimination against those who have chosen to be wives and mothers. Wow. (laughs) John Paul II goes on to predict the role of women in the solution of serious problems in our culture, such as leisure, time, the quality of life, um, migration, social services, drugs, healthcare, ecology, etc. So, really, he hits the nail on the head with saying, listen, yeah, we've screwed up in the past, but we're still screwing up in the future, or right now, currently, and specifically surrounding motherhood. I mean, from all of time, <laughs> we know that mother, mothers and motherhood have been um, singled out as something to be attacked time and time again. And we see this still in our culture today. I mean, more relevantly now in our culture. Um, I mean, it comes up at every turn, at every turn. So, um, And then he's right on when he says, you know, that women are also... Um, the solution to a lot of these things, right? And not only have these problems been happening to women, but also that they will play a very large role in the solution to those problems and other problems surrounding um, life in general. Um, So after that, he shifts his focus to speak about the dark history of violence against women in the area of sexuality Now, this has a dark history, a dark past, and still a dark present, Um, and he doesn't shy away from mentioning all of those things. He condemns this history and calls for a defense by law, right, by law, by lawmakers, for women who find themselves treated this way. So... I might be getting ahead of myself a little bit, but he calls on the social environment just as much as the individual perpetrators who are doing these things. Um, Going further and speaking about the pressure and often the choice to abort a child conceived in such circumstances, he says something incredibly important, and I want you to hear this. He says, but before being something to blame on the woman, it is a crime for which guilt needs to be attributed to men and the complacency of the general social environment. Okay, there are like, so why why is the statement important, right? There are a few reasons. One, it's important that this is said by the Pope because, um, So often the religious argument against abortion is equated to punishing women found in that um, situation, right? I don't know if you've heard that, but I definitely have a bunch of times, right? You won't let the woman, um, you know, get an abortion even if it's conceived in this way and that's just punishing the woman. So why this statement is important for the Pope to make to counteract that because he's putting The blame also, especially on the men and also the social um, environment. And then secondly, um, it's important because not only does he call men to take responsibility for their actions here, he calls upon the general social environment. So if such societies continue to do nothing about the violence happening to women in this way, they too are held accountable for the crime for the way that women have been treated and continue to be treated. So this statement is really important in those ways um, but holds a ton of meaning in general um, and I know I like to end these um, episodes with a quote and I know I've I've said a lot of quotes and any one of them you can chew on for sure but I want to end with this one um, that he says right after this in And to this situation, he says, My word of thanks to women thus becomes a heartfelt appeal that everyone, and in a special way, states and international institutions, should make every effort to ensure that women regain full respect for their dignity and role. So powerful because he's calling upon institutions to rise up, for societies to rise up and uh, not only take responsibility for what's going on, but also to change it, to create a culture in which these things are not only punished when they happen, but not even like dabbled in, right? Not even encouraged because that's honestly at a place that we're at right now. Um, And so he calls them out. And so for that, I just thought, little quote I encourage you to chew on this week, and um, I can't wait to dive into the second part of this letter with you. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Dear Beloved podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or many on social media and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to follow along at the Beloved Collective on Instagram and YouTube. That's Beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D.